running a landscaping business, right? You uh, go up to somebody's door and you're pitching your uh, what your business does and everything like that, and they're they're gonna ask you what can you do differently that what can you do differently that my normal landscaper or that I can't do? Because people do a lot of people now do you know self service to their lawn. They hey guys, welcome to the podcast. I'm here with two brothers, Liam Riley and J Mar Delgado. Uh, we're here recording and. This is my friend Liam, right? And yes, I've known sir. him for all year because we have marketing class together, business class together. Yeah, business class. And um, so, Liam, tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, so, I'm 17. I'm from the Orlando area, 407, you know. <laughs> um, I'm a young entrepreneur on the come up. Uh, me and my boy Jamar, we, we're trying to come up with uh, some business right now. We got, we're, we're screening through some business ideas, so we'll get back to you when we... Uh, we go through with it, but uh, yeah, I uh, grew up with my dad in business. He uh, owns his own business, so ever since I was young, I was always looking for opportunities to make money, buying and selling things, and it kind of just grew into a lifestyle, and now that's what I do. I wouldn't say for a living, but that's what I do on the side for money now, because, you know, high school, about, about to graduate, college isn't You're cheap. a senior, right? Yeah, senior. college isn't cheap. I'm trying to save up some money, so yeah, I'm just... Hustling on the side. Okay, Jimmar, tell me a little bit about your life. Uh, I'm 17 too. Uh, I am from the Orlando area. You know what I'm saying? 407. 407. 321. <coughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I uh, actually met Liam last year through the same class that you met Liam. We were in first period marketing, and then yeah. we I met through I met him through a mutual friend, and then we just started becoming friends. But a little bit about me. I was uh, raised by a single mom, so she taught us, you know, raising two boys by yourself. You know, what I'm saying, try to support them and things like that. She te- that teaches you a drive and uh, and it, it gives you some empowerment and it, it makes you become a dog. You know what I'm saying? So you realize you you <laughs> realize you that. Yes, sir. I mean, you realize that you have to have a dog mentality because you know there's two people. Ty- there's two types of people in this mm-hmm. world. Actually, there's three. So you have wolves who are people that abuse their power mm. and they try and get sheep, which are people that get walked over, and then they're sheep dogs. Sheep so dogs, people, okay. people that protect, you know what I'm saying, mm. the lesser, and they help them become successful. Mm-hmm. But then they're also, they also have that wolf-type mentality. So my mom raised my brother and I just both to be sheep dogs and to grind and, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. push through everything we have. So the way that kind of translated into entrepreneurship is, you know, who doesn't like money? Um, everybody likes money so as a kid I was uh, selling garbage bags and I did uh, I did lemonade stands and things like that a bunch of different things just to uh, start you know what I'm saying start my entrepreneurship mentality early and Mm -hmm. then from there it just grew okay so what have you guys done recently in entrepreneurship Liam you told me something Uh, you were selling um, yeah just uh I think it was fidget last spinners, year. Right? It was either last year or the year before that. Whenever the, the fidget spinner craze was going on, <clears throat> um, I noticed early that uh, fidget spinners were going to be big. Because, like, I saw them on Instagram ads and, like, just people were... It kind of just came out of nowhere, like, these fidget spinners. And, like, that was when the fidget... Everybody, everything was about fidget. Yeah, So, fidgeting. what I did is uh, I, I went online... Because I, I realized that you could buy them at gas stations and stuff. So I went online and I bought them wholesale mm-hmm. for like 10 cents a piece buying 100. Where? Like Alibaba? 
Uh, I think so. I don't really remember exactly, but it, it was one of the websites like that. And then I got them shipped to my house. And then for one full week, I was at lunch. I'd advertise it on my Snapchat. I'd drop like a like a geofence story. I'd say, yo, I'm selling fidget spinners, $10. Hit oh, me up Oh, the geo, geofence yeah, story, the, really? The Snapchat maps was was crucial to being able to reach my target <laughs> audience everybody because that's like, crazy the the you you don't even have to be my friend to see it you just yeah. gotta be near olympia you can see it uh-huh. i would send snapchats out instagrams uh i even had a twitter for a little while really advertising yes sir and um i would have people come up to me during lunch while i'm eating because mm-hmm. i'd eat outside during this week People would come up to me at ten dollars like hey i heard you found selling fidget spinners i was like yes sir i got one right here with your name on it and um, when I first got them, they were kind of flimsy, a li- like o- almost like poorly made. So yeah. I'd kind of take them apart a little bit, put some WD-40 in there, I'd spin them. <laughs> yeah, it, they'd be smooth, That's like so you funny. wouldn't hear anything. Uh-huh. And so uh, I, I'd have one, I'd be like, yeah, listen to this. And I'd hit it and go, and you couldn't hear anything. Uh-huh. And so I had like a model one, and then they give me $10 for something that I paid practically nothing for. Yeah. And uh, I made around $300 in, in a week. That's crazy. How long yeah. did you sell? How long did you sell them for? Only that week, because next week nobody wanted to buy. So them. you were sixteen, correct? Uh, yeah, I think so. I believe so. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy, cause like that's like, I mean, for a sixteen-year-old making like three hundred dollars in a week, three hundred dollars. And you not only like made it, you didn't make it like working for someone. You made it because you saw it like with your own eyes. I saw it with an opportunity, and you realized, and it. I, I used utilized the tools that I had. Yeah, that's really good. And social media, yeah. So, Jamar, you have done Amazon affiliates, right? Amazon. Yeah. Something in Amazon? Sort of, kind of. Um, I'm For me personally, e-commerce isn't my strong suit. Uh-huh. Um, I've helped people, you know what I'm saying, with doing all those things like that. I mean, Liam sometimes, he's you know, sometimes he asks me for his opinion because he does e-commerce. He sells on eBay and things uh-huh. like that. Yeah. Um, but for me, sales is selling entrepreneurship in that area is what I like to do. So um, I've been working at Old Navy now for... Seven seven months. Okay. Um, yeah, those, I remember last yeah, year. Yeah, in those seven months, I became number three in our district for selling old navy credit cards. Year to date, I'm at two hundred and forty seven wow. credit cards, um, and I've only been working out old navy for seven months. And other people have been there the entire year, um, and haven't put up anywhere near the numbers that I've put up. So, mm-hmm. with me, it's more a selling thing because I like getting personal with um, a customer or a client or something like that. So. Yeah, that's 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 what entrepreneurship has been like I've been doing for the last couple months but Liam and I are both in the process right now of trying to figure something out mm-hmm. um, trying to combine some of the skills we learned in uh, marketing and also you know things that we read um, trying to create something some way to um, get cash flowing so, and so what, what are some experiences what are some tips that you have on selling like what what do you have like What's your mentality that you go into? So, one, you have to, I always say you have to think like a customer. Mm-hmm. So, a big, one of the biggest things for credit cards is credit cards always give you a discount of some sort, whether it's cash back or something like that. And I realize that people don't understand as well percentages. So, like, most people sell the card as, would you like to apply for a card for 20% off, right? That's that's how most cards, that's how most people will sell it. 20% is only is still 80% away from 100%, right? People want to get as close as that 100%. That's why people like 50% off because it's closer than 20% off is. 
Um, but the way that I do it is I type in the discount code, and instead of telling them, oh, would you like to apply for the card to take off 20% from your transaction, I tell them their total, and then I read them what their total is after. When they see their total change from $100 down to $80, that does something, you know what I'm saying? That something that does something in their brain that it, it makes them want to get that card or that service that you provide. So that can be really implemented into um, anything. So like for another example we could use is let's say you are running a landscaping business, right? You uh, go up to somebody's door and you're pitching your uh, what your business does and everything like that, and they're they're gonna ask you what can you do differently that what can you do differently that my normal landscaper or that I can't do? Because people do a lot of people now do you know self service to their lawn. They mow it, they edge it. Sometimes they do things like that. So the way you the way you go about that is if you I, you tell them why don't you you give them a free sample essentially because everybody loves free, right? So you give them a free sample. You say okay, look what give me thirty minutes with your lawn and look what I can do to it, right? So then you start working on it. You make sure it's nice. You edge everything up when they see how well you did it that's you know what I'm saying that's another click that's another click. So, um it's it's all about and then another thing is too just being nice to people man it go it really goes yeah. so 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 far um i think that's the reason why like i've also been pretty successful because i have a pretty happy go lucky uh personality and i can get along with a lot of people so just you know always be always customer service is key so when you're treating somebody well and you're providing them the service that they want and you make them feel like they're the only customer in the world um is how you know what i'm saying that's that's when you really get people to start going and i have customers that walk into the store and they remember me um and they're like oh and you know sometimes i give people 10 percent off just for extras because i can tell that they're going through struggles or things like that or maybe they're buying for kids a lot of the time when we have like mothers come in and they're buying a bunch of clothes and they look at their total and they're like, man, that's a lot. I normally try and give them like a 10% off or an extra coupon. Because you can relate with them. Exactly. Because yeah. now when she comes back into the store and does two things. Now she's going to come back, keep coming back into that store and then she's going to keep buying more. Yeah. Right. So now you have double, you have double revenue and then you have a return customer. And we know once a customer comes into a, a store or a restaurant or anything more than three times, they'll always go to that place. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's all it's all really how you treat people, and then also knowing how to pitch it. So so like you must have a lot of people that say no to you, right? Obviously, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, what what do you? Once someone says no, what do you like? What's going through your head? I mean, you, you have to think about it as for every yes, there's a hundred no's. Uh huh. Um, you know, especially with something like credit, because credit is something that's very difficult for people. Because um, difficult credit, to understand, and then difficult all- to understand, and also just difficult to use. You know, because yeah. everything in this world is ran by credit, house, cars, anything like that. So that's all ran by credit. So if you have a bad, you know, what I'm saying people don't want to mess up their credit and things like that. But I don't take it personally because I know I'm just doing my job, and I'm just, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just doing what my SOP tells me to do. So. I uh, I just stay focused and it's some people they get to get told no and then they give up but I'm the type of person that I don't give up until I reach where I want to reach so okay so right now you have a job right yeah so like when are you are you gonna try to get out of this job or what, what's your plans for the future um well actually I'm trying to go into the uh, I'm trying to go into the military okay um trying to go into the air force and navy one of the two but as of now 
like the only thing that I have in in, in process is the business idea that we're trying to come uh, Liam and I are trying to come up with um, I'm trying to change jobs uh, because I feel like I've already done my time in retail um, and I should try and expand my horizons because the more I can expand my horizons you know the more I can understand what people think and other types of works and things like that among those natures so yeah, so you're not really. This is this job isn't just for money. Like no, it's no, more no, for not. so you can learn. Exactly. You know, everything. Everything, everything is an experience, and you can always draw something from any, um, any situation that you have in life. You know, mm-hmm. that's why uh, I also feel like I've been able to push and be so successful, or as successful as I am now, because many people they get hit and they stay on the floor, but I always there's a there's a guy named Les Brown. He says if you're going to fall fall on your back because if you can look up you can get up so anything that you do you know what i'm saying it's okay to fail but the difference is getting back up and then working on your craft in order to get where you want to get to and learning from why you exactly yeah i feel like and i always tell people this we live in like a i call it the five minute era because everybody wants like five minute abs or five minute butt they want to get rich (laughs) no i mean the five minute brazilian butt lift we've heard it right they want to get uh (laughs) you know what i'm saying they how to get rich in five minutes that's how these people like um what's his name dean graziosi and uh ty lopez that's how that's how these people get rich because they're like oh i can get you rich in 10 minutes give me like 10 Mm -hmm. minutes Right, everybody wants everything fast, but in order to actually become successful and to make enough money to where you can feel successful, like financial freedom, and yeah, financial yeah. freedom, you have to be on your craft constantly. Nothing comes in five minutes. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Bill Gates was working on Microsoft for all through college. He started it at his la- in his last year of high school, and he was working through it through all through college and everything like that. Steve Jobs was developing. Um, computers and things like that in his room and when he was in uh, college as well so it didn't you know what I'm saying the MacBook didn't come to what it is now immediately you know what I'm yeah. that was years of beating on their craft and trying to you know expand on what they on what they already had uh-huh. and you know what I'm saying now those are two of the richest companies in the world mm-hmm. Apple and uh, Microsoft so what about what about you Liam what do you what do you have planned for the future like what do you where do you see yourself in entrepreneurship well Right now, I don't, like Jamar, he, he works at retail. I don't have a, uh, what people would call like a conventional job where you go, you clock in, you do your work and you get paid. Mm-hmm. What I do is, uh, right now, I'm, uh, I, I like flip items from garage sales and then I sell them on eBay. So I'll, I'll search around for, uh, it, it's similar to what uh, Gary Vee does. He has a, a show called Trash Talk where he does uh-huh. this. Uh, you go and you, you find items and, and you, you buy them and then you, you flip them and sell them on eBay for more. And for me, I like this much more than a conventional job because like, like Jim was talking about the experiences, it, it, has, it, like, it has made my negotiating skills so exponentially better because when I first started, I thought I was trying to negotiate prices, trying to get to that yes. But as I, as I learned more and through more experience, I realized when I'm negotiating, I'm just trying to get to no. Because if you're trying to get to yes, it's not a negotiation. It's just a conversation. But once you get to no, that's when the real negotiation starts. Because that's when you know what their threshold is. Like, say, you wanna, you wanna buy something for ten dollars, and they're trying to sell it for twenty. You'll say, oh, will you pay? Will you do ten dollars for this? And they'll go, no. So now you know where the negotiation starts. You wanna pay ten. They wanna, they want twenty for it. If you said, oh, will, would you do fifteen for this? And they said yes. 
that you could, I mean, it, it resonates in the back of your head that you could have got it for less money. So you just, you're trying to get to that no. And that experience has, has helped me in, in personal life and in my professional life. And what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to expand the business because there's not many uh, uh, garage sales that happen around me. Like it's every now and then. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a, a steady job to do. But I mean, it, it takes up a whole Saturday and Sunday. I can make a couple hundred dollars in a weekend. And I'm always on the come up looking for opportunities to make money. Like um, when I, it, it, honestly, this all started because when I was younger, I, uh, I I realized the opportunity in Lego sets. Lego sets. Yeah, I was really. I mean, I, LEGO I love sets. Lego sets. When Dude, I was, I was a total nerd for Legos, especially the Star Wars Lego sets. Oh. I love those things. So what I would do is um, I would clean the house, I would mow my neighbor's lawns, I would do whatever I possibly could to make any money. And then I would have my parents take me to Target or Walmart or somewhere that was selling specifically the Star Wars Lego sets. And then I would um, I'd buy those Lego sets and I, I'd make sure, because when you buy a Lego set, it, it comes with minifigures, like Lego minifigures. I would make sure that I'm buying the, first of all, the, the right Lego set with the popular minifigures because what I realized at a young age is that the minifigures themselves were selling on eBay for just as much as the Lego set was. Mm-hmm. So I would go to Target, Walmart, whatever, I'd buy the Lego set. I would sell the minifigures for the price of the entire Lego set, and then I'd sell the rest of the Lego set without the minifigures for just straight profit. So you just like double everything that you're making? Yeah, I, I mean, the, the minifigures alone would cover the cost of buying the Lego set, and then i just sell the rest of the Legos. And I feel like doing something like that too also, also teaches you how to read trends yeah. and mm-hmm. things like that because I mean, if you've ever seen Liam like do his process, he always, before he's gonna sell anything, he always goes to maybe three or four different websites to see what they're selling that at, yes, and he reads the trends and he sees what the high point is, what the low points are, and he always tries to find that you know that um, Goldilocks spot mm-hmm. that is he'll be able to make a return on it, but he's also not selling it so high that people aren't gonna buy it, you know, because. And anything that you do whenever it comes to selling or entrepreneurship in general, you have to find that Goldilocks spot because if it's too high, they won't buy it. If it's too low, you're not making any profit. So you have to, you know what I'm saying, find that that spot that's just right, that you're going to be able to have somebody buy it, but also, you know what I'm saying, make a return on what you're on, what you're selling. And I, I firmly believe because of my experience of, of re- recognizing that trend between the Lego sets, that's what gave me the ability to to, to realize the fidget spinner trend mm-hmm. and be able to capitalize on that. So you seeing the small opportunity lets you like open your eyes to bigger opportunities. The small opportunities definitely give you the experience and the know-how to uh-huh. when you can apply it to bigger and, and better opportunities and, and you can make you can make some real money. And I don't think you should like force all yourself in for to something for the money. I think like learning something is much more valuable mm-hmm. than like obtaining cash of course i mean cash is like good like you should have cash like is amazing money right but like when you have the cash. knowledge yeah I you mean, can do a lot I more mean, with knowledge say, knowledge is power so yeah yeah so um i was gonna ask a question i totally forgot it was blank um so what would you say would you say like your parents are very proud of you right now because you guys are entrepreneurs or what what would you say uh yeah of course i mean Especially in my family, um, coming from, you know what I'm saying, a single mom household that, mm-hmm. you know, was was a struggle. 
Um, my mom, whenever whenever we do anything, my mom's always proud of us. You know, it could be the smallest thing, um, the smallest thing on earth, but we, we she, she'll always be proud of me no matter what. Um, yeah, so I mean, my, I, I mean, I, I know my family's proud of me. Um, I can definitely tell that Liam's family like pushes him because they're proud of him, but they know he can attain more. So um, they they constantly push him and they help him out too. So yeah, yeah. My, especially my dad coming from a a business background and, and growing up dirt poor and and becoming a self made man and going from he he would always tell me uh, for Christmas he'd get sticks. And he play in the dirt. I don't know how. I don't know how true that is, but uh, I'm sure it definitely actually happened. But uh, yeah, he, he he's he's a self-made man, and he's come a long way. So that that he he's the person that I go to for for help in this this area because he knows what he's talking about. And so uh, yeah, he he's he's definitely proud because he I'm doing things that he couldn't do at his age because he didn't have. The, the resources so he's supplying me with the resources and I'm using them and I'm being able to, to make, make money for myself because being self you know self-reliant is a, is a very big thing and it's very important to a lot of people so I know you listen to audiobooks right because I, I remember do, we yes. had a conversation about this so like what why do why is why are audiobooks better than reading the book well like, in your opinion for me it, it, it depends because like if I'm reading a book for 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 my enjoyment, like there, my favorite book to read, my favorite book is is Atlas Shrugged, and that's a pretty big book. It's 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 a lot to take in. So that for books like that that I'm reading for personal enjoyment, I like hard copies. I keep it on my nightstand. I read a little bit every night. But if I'm reading like a, I wrote a I read a book on negotiating tactics, I I get Audible. I have Audible, and I. Uh, not sponsored, but I get Audible. <laughs> no, no plug, no plug. Yeah, not a no sponsor. Plug, no plug, plug, yes. I get Audible, and um, on my way to and from school, I'm always listening to audiobooks. If uh, if I if I catch myself going through the hallways not doing anything, I'll put in an audiobook because audiobooks are so convenient to where you can read or listen to a book at there any time. So yeah, they they're just really convenient and and um and. and <laughs> Yeah, they're convenient, and that you can access them at almost any time. It's like long car rides, you just pop in headphones, and you're learning about negotiation tactics, or you can read business books, you can learn, you know, the ins and outs. Uh, most of the sharks, I think all of the sharks actually from Shark Tank have mm-hmm. books. I've read uh, almost all of them, and then right now I'm finishing up a book from Chris Christie. Okay, I was just listening, I was just watching Shark Tank in class because yeah. like I have the ABC app, so like I was bored, so I just mm-hmm. put on the captions and in class I was just watching. Classes. I got a question for you. Um, yeah. Why did you choose to call your podcast Young Mindset? Well, okay, so it's based off young people, right? So it's all these young people coming together, right? And they have this entrepreneurship mindset, right? So they're going into this thing, they're becoming entrepreneurs, but like it's not just old people because there are a lot of podcasts with older people talking yeah. about entrepreneurship, oh, what they've done, all that garbage. Like that. No, this is young, exactly. This is young people. This is what we're thinking. This is what today's young and ages, you know? Yeah. I mean, the reason why I asked you is because a lot of kids nowadays, like, their their minds aren't set on being entrepreneurs or they you know a lot of kids don't even know what they want to do tomorrow um let alone what they want to do in a couple of years or trying to come up with ideas or things like that so yeah i was like i was like that that's pretty dope that you uh 
you, you're calling it young mindset because yeah. I feel like when we learn as a a young generation, you know, I feel like a lot of people feels like the hands of our, you know, the future that the hands are in, or the hands that the future is in, um, it's not the I said it backwards. It's not the uh, it's not the best. Yeah. But <clears throat> I feel like students and uh, teens like us are who are gonna run the future. You know, what yeah. I'm saying? people people among our stature and things the, like yeah, that. the people with our mindset with our mindset. Because, Elon Musk getting us to let's say. You know, Elon Musk is going to get us to Mars. We're going to be the generation that gets us to another Yeah, like, I mean, a lot of... I Personally, I've read up on things like cash flow quadrants on financial Oh, I read that book. I read that uh, book. Read, it was really yeah, good. Robert yeah, yeah. Kiyosaki, so... Um, that rich dad, poor dad. And, I mean, what he says in the books is true, you know. Like, our yeah. system is set up to for us to fail. They're, they only teach us how to be workers because That's if you true. think about it, we're on a schedule. All they teach us is how to be a specialist. We go to school thinking that it's bad to fail. Yeah. And they put so much pressure on us to do good because if we fail, that has so much effect on our future. But but failing know, is actually good. Like you right, said, you're exactly. in, you're in this, this credit card thing. You're, you're going to get one yes and a hundred no's. Exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. Mark Cuban, before he sold his first online website for, uh, I think it was $6 million, he failed six times uh-huh. i mean we we've all heard that thomas edison had a thousand failed experiments before he created the light bulb yeah so failure isn't uh isn't something that that we have to worry about it's more something we learn from but i feel like that's like school system not only school system but people that are older don't have that 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 mindset either you know it's always like our job has always been go to school go to college get a job you know what i'm saying it's never been drop out of college and pursue your entrepreneurship career or yeah it's not it's never been graduate high school and try to create your own company or yeah, yeah. things like that you know or it's never been Jamar. oh it is Jamar. it is Jamar. um so it's uh you know it what what the future beholds for kids like us and teens like us is, is the sky is limitless so yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't think. I think all the social norms are like, okay, you need this nine to five job, and if you have, don't have this nine to five job, everyone's everyone's gonna look at you like you're some type of loser, and you're not going anywhere. I mean, the thing is, like, how how many people do you know that work a nine to five and they hate their job? Almost everyone. Exactly. Almost everyone I know, right? Everybody yeah. everybody works a nine to five, but they hate their job. They don't enjoy their job. They they go to their job dreading it. Like I want to wake up in the morning and be proud. I'm like, hey, I get to go to work today yeah. because they say if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. I mean, so if I had a job, never... even if I had a job that I love to do, I still wouldn't like it. Cause what? I get two weeks out of the year, I get to go vacation, and the rest of the time you're gonna <laughs> tell me you're gonna tell me when I need to go to work. Like exactly. I mean, and that's why me. That's why I think I wanted to go to the military. Because in the military, you uh, you have your own, you're, you know, you're your own person. Mm-hmm. And you have an objective to complete. And what you do with your time, that out of that objective, is what you do with your time. So, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of a guy called uh, Nick Bear. Um, I think I've heard of him. He's a, he's a famous YouTuber and he also has his own company. But uh, he was in the military, right? He went to, he was Ranger qualified. He did his years in the military. And now he's running his own um, supplement company. It's called BPN, and they sponsored a lot of guys. There's another guy called Russell Orhe that's under BPN. Um, but he took his free time, and he created it into something he was passionate about, working out, right? What goes along with working out supplements. And he tied that all together, and now he's, 
now all he does is work out, fill orders, and enjoy his life. And that's what I'm trying to get to. Yeah. So, I mean... So, he literally, like, does what he... He does what he loves, but he's doing it for himself. He's not yeah. doing it to fulfill someone else's, like, goals and aspirations. He do it, he's doing it for his goals, like, himself. Yeah. And it's not only making money for other people. You're, like, fulfilling their dreams, and you're putting your dreams on hold. I saw this thing on Instagram yesterday, or the other day, and it was, like, a paycheck is, a, it's a, is like, a supplement to stop you from achieving your dreams. I mean, Robert Kiyosaki says it in his book. The moment you receive a paycheck, your brain goes dead. Uh-huh. Right? You don't, because I'll t- uh, uh, I've, I've realized changing habits, um, poor people act like rich people, and rich people act like poor people. Right? Uh-huh. So... When, for example, like, poor people say this all the time. I'm not made of money. I can't afford that. You know what I'm saying? Things like that. That shuts their brain down. Statements shut your brain down immediately because you accept it. That's why so many people get complacent. But rich people, what they do is when they when they don't have the funds to, you know what I'm saying, invest in something or to buy something that they want, it's not I can't. It's how can I? Mm-hmm. When you ask how can I, that opens up your brain. You start thinking. You start. And that's where, you know what I'm saying, you start acting like Liam does and making, you know what I'm saying, doing e-commerce and trying to find ways to make your money so that he can reinvest it back into his company yeah. or his business that he does and things like that. So you, there are certain tendencies that people have and things like that along that nature that um, it, that it, it causes them to go brain dead. And, you know, that's just another piece of how the world sets us up to just be workers. Um, but I feel like it's our job, one, as the new generation and two, as, you know what I'm saying, human beings that we are to figure out what really is the truth and what we need to do to become successful i think it's also important like what you say like what words come out of your mouth dictate what actions you're going to take later so if you say i'm I'm, I'm gonna yeah in the mindset young mindset so like if you live if you live i can't do this i'm never gonna be a million i hear people say i'm like oh that's a really nice ferrari and then one of my friends said oh that's nice but i'm never gonna afford it if you say that, yeah. you literally are never exactly. going to afford it. Exactly. But if in your head, if you're always thinking, how can I afford this? How am I going to do this? You can get much farther than saying you're never going to do and this. And that also works for not only with, like, statements and speaking, but, like, with people you surround yourself to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, I mean, when you when you surround yourself with a bunch of toxicity, the only energy you're going to protrude is it's toxicity. Toxic. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're only going to have, if you only bring negative energy into your life, you'll only protrude negative energy. So, what you get is what you give, right? Uh-huh. So... When let's say you come into somebody's life, you provide positive, you provide positive vibes and positive energy. They'll feed off of your energy, and you'll realize that when you're positive and your team is positive and the people around you are positive, everybody's winning. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel that as entrepreneurs, not only is it your job to become successful yourself, but to also help the people around you become successful because you know you were in a spot at one point and you want other people to get to that spot as well. So. We should have the com- we should have the compassion, common decency to help our peers in order to do that. And when you get positive energy, you know what I'm saying, that just goes out to everybody, and everybody can feed off of that. Yeah, and like you said, you, you said it's it's all about the the mentality. Me growing up, my dad would always say, "Fair is is the price you pay to get on a bus," because oh. people would always say, "Oh, that's not fair. Life's not fair. Oh, you got this, I got that. That's not fair." It. Of, of course it's not going to be fair Life isn't fair You, you got to be able to take it You got to be able to take it with a grain of salt And, and work around it and, and maneuver to where you can get ahead it, it's, 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 My dad would always say uh, Poor 
is uh, I've heard this from many people. Be poor is a mindset. Mm-hmm. Like you can you can have not you don't you can not have that much money, but you don't have to say you're poor. If you say you're poor, you got that mentality that you're poor. People with I don't people that could be driving Mercedes could be like, oh, I'm poor compared to the guy that's driving a Bugatti. It's oh. it's all a mindset. It, it's and how it's how you think about it, because. When, when you when you process those thoughts, that's how you act. And piggybacking off of what he said, I mean, that's the reason why I think it's 65% of NFL players, after five years in the NFL, they go bankrupt. Yeah, they have no money. They go bankrupt because they still have poor people mentality because, I mean, these are people that came out of slums, ghettos, and things like that. Those now they're playing big. Now they're playing big league football. They're making millions of dollars. And, and five years, they're bankrupt because they still have that poor man's mentality. They want to spend money on Mercedes and things Stuff like that. that but matter. If you if if you wanna if you wanna look at how rich people react when they get large money when they get large amounts of money they invest it back into something that's gonna make a return on them mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying that's the reason why stock market is so big foreign exchange is so big in you know what I'm saying the wealthy community because at the end of the day that's all money that you invest to get back yeah and, and now it, I think it's easier than ever to invest in in like the app uh, Robinhood you ever heard of it oh I've heard of it yeah yeah like it's just clicks of buttons. Mm-hmm. You just gotta have the money, and then you just click a couple buttons, and you're in the stock it literally, market. It literally couldn't be any easier. I mean, at the end of the day, people people always make excuses and things like that, and that's uh, that's what really gets people in the middle. But that's what really people get stuck. Um, but I mean, you for in order to become successful, you have to fear mediocrity. Yeah. Um, because everybody, you know, nobody wants to be bad. So everybody will work to be, try and be good, but most people settle themselves at mediocre. Um, when, and anything I do, whether it's a sport, whether it's school, whether it's anything like that, I work my hardest to be the best. Although I know uh, sometimes I won't always be the best because there will always be somebody bigger and better than you until you hit the top of that mountain, You, I always try and be the best. So my mindset is always on being the best. I won't always be there. But as long as you have that, you know what I'm saying, sheepdog mindset of always hitting it to get to that place where you want to get to, you know what I'm saying? That's uh that's how that's how in the end you really you yeah. really have that drive. You gotta yeah. keep you gotta keep the gas. You yeah. gotta keep the pedal to the floor. Cause if you see the finish line, you can see the finish line. But what a lot of people do is they'll keep the gas pedal down and once they see the finish line, they let up. And then once you let up, that's when everybody else passes Starts you. Passing you. Exactly. So you gotta make sure that you keep going forward. One, you gotta have that drive. One of my biggest fears is I'm gonna have to wake up every single day, go get get ready, get in my car, fight through traffic. I saw I saw this on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And fight through traffic, go live for someone else's dream, yeah. and then come home, fight through traffic, and then just spend the rest of my day relaxing because I'm so tired from fighting for someone else's dream, yeah. never fulfill my dreams, and then just that, live my whole life. See, yeah. but that's that's up to you. That's in your hands. Yeah, it, it's all about what you want to do with your life. Cause because you're young, so we're all young. We can do whatever we want with our lives. We just gotta have the drive and the will to do it. Yeah, it's all about drive. It's all about determination. Yeah, exactly. You gotta you gotta pick it. Like you said, what'd you say? You gotta pick yourself up or something like that. Oh, you if, fall you, on if, your you're, back. if you're gonna fall, fall on your back. Cause if you can look up, you can get up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's just how you gotta live. If you want to get ahead, and if it's you not wanna, gonna be easy. Yeah, it's not supposed to be. If it was easy, everybody, then everybody would, would do it. The way I get my money to, to go to garage sales, I, I mow lawns in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Like, anybody that's ever mowed a lawn in the Florida summer heat, <laughs> oh, God. they can tell you it's not very fun. And it's I'm, not DiGiorno, it's D-Struggle. <laughs> exactly, it's not DiGiorno, it's D-Struggle. I got clients in my neighborhood that I go to every week, uh-huh. and that's a, that's a steady flow of income that I use. I get 
probably $50, $20 a, a lawn. And then I take that money and instead of spending it or saving it, I invest it. Because mm -hmm. you, you can save some. Like the, Saving is good. You should always have some money on the side just in case because things happen. Accidents happen. You might need money. But you should take the money that you get and don't buy the newest phone. Don't buy that shirt or whatever you want to buy. And you can invest it and then you can make even more money. And then if you keep that... That, that process and keep redoing that, then eventually you can buy that shirt or that new phone and you won't even have to worry about it because you have so much already invested in yourself that you can just keep making more money and still still get that new phone or that shirt. Yeah, we're talking about saving. We're talking about some savings or something like this in business mark business ownership class today. So yeah. we're talking about the minimum wage going up to fifteen dollars. Yeah. And I was telling Mr. Benedict, I think I don't agree with that statement. Because if the minimum wage goes up, every, the price of everything the goes up. Yeah, go up. and we, then people who people who save money. I mean, if we if we talk at it from a logistic standpoint, I mean, using numbers and you know what I'm saying, following the cash flow quadrant, it's it's simple that supply. It's quadrant. it's simply it's simply supply and demand. You know what I'm saying? The higher the higher people get paid, the higher the prices are going to go on everything. So you know, and for me, the biggest thing is like I. I don't like those people that are um, always talking about the upper 1%. Mm -hmm. um, and they're talking about how they need to pay more taxes or they need to do things like that. It's yeah. like the reason why they're the upper 1% is because they've learned how to manipulate their taxes. Mm -hmm. They know how to, they, they are very literate financial wise. Um, and they know, how to, they know how to work and communicate with, you know what I'm saying, the people that do their taxes, their stocks, their, you know what I'm saying, bonds, things like that. So that's the reason why they're the upper 1%. Because they've put in work, they've learned, they've taken time to be on their craft. Like I said, it won't come in five minutes. But what people don't realize is middle, middle class people pay more taxes than rich people because they've learned how to manipulate their taxes. You yeah, know and, if, so, and if they cared about being in the upper 1% so much, then they would be there. Because yeah, it's not luck. You don't get to, you don't get to luck. You don't get to the one percent by luck. If you get to the one percent by luck, then like you'll be out of the one percent in what, five years? Yeah, you'll be gone. Of course. So um, but let's just finish wrap up the podcast right now. So let me ask you guys both one question. All right. What is, if you could go back ten years and you could tell yourself one thing, what would it be? Don't stop. Uh. Don't stop. Just keep going. Keep pushing it'll it'll eventually it'll get hard and uh you'll want to give up a lot of the time um but just keep pushing because eventually you'll see a return on something for me it would be continue to invest because i made money doing the lego thing and 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 small things on the side and i still remember i spent almost all of my money on a brand new computer it was like fifteen hundred dollars and if I could go back and, and not do that and take that money and invest, I could have three times that money right now. So you just gotta keep going, push through the pain of, of, of not being able to buy the nicest things. That's okay. You're not gonna you know, you're not gonna die. Yeah, you don't have to be the, the biggest fish in the smallest pond. You could be exactly. the you could be a smaller fish in a big pond. Or a big fish in a big pond. You keep working at it. You'll, you'll be a big fish in the ocean. <laughs> in okay? the ocean. You know what I mean? In the I ocean. Think, you keep working, you're gonna be a whale. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's, I mean, like, get out of your nine to five, you know? Like, yeah, stop being mediocre, like you were saying. Like, yeah. why, why, we, why do we want to settle? Exactly. Why not exactly. be the best? Don't settle. Don't exactly. settle for mediocre. All right. So, thank you guys so much for listening to Young Mindsets today. 
and thank you for having us. Yeah, what is your guys' Instagram Instagram handles? Uh, mine is Liam dot Riley zero seven. Mine yes. is Jmar dot Delgado. Okay, remember to follow me. It's really Gio. You know your host, Giovanni Harris. <laughs> Just saying. Okay, thank you guys so much for listening, and make sure you come on the next one so you can learn something even better. Thank you.